Welcome to your self-love sanctuary. Sessions to bring you home wherever you are. This podcast is best listened to in a cozy environment. Relax, unwind, and listen in. This is your time to just be. Welcome back to the show. Today I have a guest on. I am just so excited to share her personality with you and her knowledge. I met her on Instagram. I knew that we would really connect. Like it almost felt like we were soul sisters. We had a conversation before tonight and it didn't record so here we are again before i introduce her to you i would like to take a moment and peruse her beautiful website and just read a little paragraph for you so that you can kind of get a feel for her before she speaks her website is beautiful it's like a rusty pink and a soft pink picture of her and her kitty And it says, envision the possibilities of your home or office with Jess Neary Feng Shui. Feng Shui is a design practice that focuses on the importance of the occupant's vitality, health, and well-being, ensuring that the environment is arranged and set up to serve the needs of the occupant with a balanced energy flow. Drawing on the premise that we are heavily influenced by the surroundings in our environment. Energy is everything. Welcome, Jess. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. It's a true, truly an honor to be here with you in this space. Um, I've been listening to your podcast for a little while now, of course, season one, and it is such a beautiful experience for those listening in. I'm sure you're very much aware of the incredible healing energy behind each one of these episodes. So it truly is an honor to be here with you sharing this space. Thank you. You are so kind. It's like, I can't speak enough to it. (laughs) You're making my heart very happy right now. (laughs) And you're grounding me. (laughs) Oh, perfect. (laughs) I think we're both a fan of astrology. I would love Mm. to know your sun, moon and rising and how that kind of influences your life (laughs) and your choice of career. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question um, because I don't think we you asked me this the first time or maybe you did. Oh, I know you're a Gemini. <laughs> I am definitely a Gemini sun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I would say almost through and through. I am very much, I consider myself to be a bit of a wallflower. Um, and I say black sheep, but more like a, the white sheep in the family. I'm, I'm very <laughs> different. I'm very inquisitive. So I'm always seeking uh, for truth and for what really resonates and aligns with with myself and and sharing that. And I believe that's very uh, Gemini of me. Um, yes. I, I've often felt in the past that I've been a bit of the you know Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So there's the twins and the duality yes. coming in too. So um, big big part of that. And um, my moon is in. Um, Pisces, actually, Mm, which is very much, very, very much the water sign, very introspective, um, very sensitive, which I've learned to really embrace and use as a strength in all areas of my life. It's been truly a blessing. Um, And my rising is in Scorpio. Which is really interesting as well, because I know the Scorpio, Scorpios are all about um, deep, deep conversations, deep inquiry, and um, that depth. So it's, it's played out in quite a few different ways, but I love 
I love learning more about astrology and and finding how that correlates with what's going on in the world today and how we can move forward with those conjunctions and different dates and that that's taking place. Yeah, it's all connected the more you dig into it, isn't it? Absolutely. Have you gone into finding your North Node and South Node yet? I've had my a birth chart reading done um, mm-hmm. in the past by by wonderful reader. And so I have them. Yeah. It's not something that I can recall in my mind. It yeah. hasn't stood out, but um, they're there. <laughs> yeah. No, I just love digging into the star chart and oh. just piecing it all together. What is feng shui exactly to somebody mm-hmm. like, let's pretend we have no idea in a mm-hmm. nutshell in a way that a five-year-old could understand. Mm. What is feng shui exactly? Feng shui is creating and designing spaces and really a lifestyle that feels good to you. Mm -hmm. Now, feng shui is all about creating spaces um, and designing spaces in our environment, which is incredibly important in creating our support or creating a space that can really support us. But it's also more than that. It's the spaces themselves are holding this beautiful energy for our own transformation. Um, It's holding space for us to feel that support and to be grounded and um, inspired and aligned and, and motivated to move forward in life. So there's some action involved in there and, and it's very much something that I enjoy um, practicing in my own home and sharing with clients, of course. And really it's, when I mention creating a lifestyle, it's because our home is really setting us up for particular ways of living. And so when we're looking at creating a shift or manifestation, Um, in the bigger picture, bigger scheme, or bigger scale, I should say. Um, It's often when we look at our daily habits, um, looking at the spaces that we occupy and finding ways that we can begin shifting the space to allow for greater ease, um, more personal energy, and well-being, really being at the core of that to feel your best and to feel aligned and and make decisions that are supportive for yourself overall. Yes, yes, yes. That so resonates with me. Not everybody knows that that is worth it. It's not until you felt it, I guess, that you know it. I know with me, I've really done the process of decluttering and um, really, like you said, setting home up where there is no block of energy, like everything, you know, the Tupperware I have is the ones I love. I have the lids, you know, no more of the random mismatchy (laughs) things. And so that's just one example, but everything is set up you know, the products I use, it's like only the stuff I love and use I have in there. And by removing all of the, the stuff you don't use, you are, I would say, causing energy to flow through. Am I right? Would you say? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Here I am shaking my head. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. For the listeners, if Tupperware rang a bell. Um, If it was like, yes, I have so many lids of Tupperware that don't fit or whatever. I found a culprit for that. And that is dinner parties. I actually think it's dinner parties. That's what it is. (laughs) I had one the other night with family, a small dinner party. And I ended up with, I felt a little overwhelmed as I was cleaning the kitchen. I was like, how come it's taking me so long to clean up? And then it hit me. It's like, because I don't know where to put all these things that don't have a place in my kitchen. So then I decided to just put all of the things that people left behind in a drawer that was like, you know, to return to people drawer. (laughs) Right. If that makes sense. Anyways, that's just a little side tangent, but yeah. Yes. So basically. Oh, I love that. Feng Shui. it, It did have a major nineties moment. 
And I feel you're very much not about the 90s. You're very much, you've modernized feng shui. <laughs> Can you touch a little bit on that? So feng shui actually originates, a little, a little bit of the history behind feng shui is it originates in China, originated in China over 4,000 years ago. And the practice was reserved to royalty and those of an upper class. And it was primarily used at the time to locate auspicious burial grounds so that when um, when we pass or our ancestors or our family members were to pass, they would be placed in a burial site that would honor their spirit. And through there or through that channel, the information is really disseminated and come down the, the chain to, to meet everybody in the world really. So this information um, has now transpired and, and is shared around the world. And is used in everyday households for boosting our own personal energy on a daily basis. And um, in the 1970s, Professor Yun Lin, he uh, brought feng shui to the Western world. Mm -hmm. And the feng shui that he practiced and, and taught was called BTB feng shui, which is known kind of as the Western feng shui. And it's the type of feng shui that I really resonated with personally. Um, quite a few years ago, I, I started my journey in meditation and yoga and really recognizing the power that each one of us holds within our own body, within our own spirit, within our own mind. And so from a BTB feng shui perspective, we're not looking at compass directions which is found in a typical um, classical approach to feng shui. Mm -hmm. And so this more westernized version brings in a whole new uh, facet to the practice. And that's looking at our transcendental uh, perspective and shifts that we can make because we are so very powerful. And when we shift our perspective, um, which can be very much done in our own home environment. And I would dare to say happens all the time, uh, intuitively often for a lot of people, um, is creating these massive shifts and, and really setting yourself up for a new path, uh, supporting you on which journey that, uh, whichever journey you wish to take really. So it's this beautiful practice that, um, touches on the classical feng shui cures and remedies um, and brings it into a more modernized version or package. I very much feel like it's a practical uh, magic <laughs> that we are doing when we're shifting, uh, whether it be our furniture, decor, changing up colors in our home. It's creating these monumental shifts and really speaking to us all in very different ways. So it's um it's it's really fun and yeah can be very practical and can be very modern and very frequently actually i've heard uh women coming to me who are maybe in their 50s and 60s and saying in the 90s i had purchased these feng shui books and read up all about them but then our books kind of just sat on the shelves and haven't actually put the lessons into practice. Right. So what I've been able to do with some workshops that I've hosted and working with clients one-on-one -on -one is to kind of take those books out and start applying those lessons and practices into their homes to feel that shift because it very much is an experience. Um, it's taking from what you learn off a page and, and putting it into practice. Yes. And, and that really changes things up quite a bit when we take that action the really action piece saying yes it's huge and I love the story you just shared with your Tupperware and really to go out and even invest in a whole new set of new Tupperware for your home you're making that choice and you're saying yes to feeling yeah. more peace ease in the kitchen or when you have guests over and having those spaces set up um, it's a decision that you've already made a commitment to and are now acting on. So it's a, it's a very involved process and um, very enjoyable. And it 
it really starts the moment you think something needs to change in my environment. And through a series of digging as to how we can best shift your environment, whether that be maybe even looking at um, inspiration through social media. I'm, I mean, myself, I'm on Instagram pretty much daily. Um, mm -hmm. I love connecting with others there. Um, Google is a great resource, <laughs> yeah. um, but also is looking at, listen to podcasts such as this and connecting in other ways to maybe feel the support to put all those projects into action and, and, and having it go. Would you say having a feng shui home is having everything in it authentic and aligned with how you are and how you want to live? Absolutely. And it's interesting too, because our homes are aligned <laughs> with us exactly as we are right now. Yes. And our homes are considered to be a mirror reflection to our own lives. They are at an arm's length from, from ourselves. You know, when we're overwhelmed, maybe we're anxious, that's often the times when clutter starts to build. And yeah. that could be shoes at the front door, could just be jackets kind of, you know, out of place. Um, but we're often not thinking clearly at the time when that happens and we're in a rush. Yeah, that's totally okay. But our environment's going to reflect exactly where we're at at the moment. So what's wonderful about feng shui and using our homes um, to really align to the vibration we wish to <laughs> step into is that we can recognize that yes, maybe I'm feeling this way right now, or my energy is in this place right now. Maybe my home is a bit decluttered. That is totally okay. And I think it's yeah. really important that we also honor that moment as well. Because I think when we have those realizations, it's such a beautiful and powerful moment that we can step into the change and, and begin making those shifts. Yeah. When you've fallen off, just be gentle with yourself and mm, absolutely. Yeah. And come back. I love what you do because I really, I am such a believer in atmosphere being a huge part of an experience, the energy of a space. It is about a feeling. It's mm. exactly about that. Who would you say your ideal client is? Ooh. Like, what's their biggest struggle? Where are they at? Are they someone who already loves beauty? Or are you showing them the way? Are they like, I just want my space to be serene, like what you have? Or do they already know how to do that? And they want you to come in and up level it a little bit? There is a wide variety, actually. Yeah, yeah, there's clients that I've worked with who are very familiar with feng shui, have been working with feng shui in their spaces for years. Um, and then I have other clients who are just, they, they recognize that there's some shifts happening in their life. Um, and they're just looking to create a change in their physical environment just not knowing how to do that and what steps to take and so I I love working with both clients so much um, because we're starting at a very different starting point um, and that's again what I love too about these consultations is we get to meet exactly with where you're at so if you're not familiar with feng shui that's okay too um mm -hmm. i actually have training in interior design i have my interior design diploma so i combine my knowledge of interior design and my knowledge of feng shui together um, to create these spaces with powerful intention and certainly aligning to the energy that they wish to feel um, the very beginning of a consultation we actually set the intentions firsthand um, and use that as a guide for the decisions that we make afterwards to really stay aligned and, and focused in on the desired feeling. Um, now, the biggest transformations that I've witnessed so far have been individuals who um, or clients who have, they, they know that their space doesn't feel good to them but are looking for those puzzle pieces and the steps to make a home mm -hmm. feel exactly as they're looking for. Yeah. They're kind often, of tired of feeling a certain way. And they're like, I just, exactly. 
Yeah. And oftentimes they're professionals themselves who are busy and yeah. um, this is just not their area of expertise and they're looking for that support. And that <laughs> is such a, I love looking at it like that as well, because I really feel like everyone in this world has their gifts and strengths and we're all here together to work together and um, create a be beautiful, bright future for for ourselves, for the next generation, for Mother Earth. So by working together, we're able to create some very powerful magic and beauty in this world. Amen, sister. <laughs> Hearing about your consultations as well, it's, I'm sure your kindness plays a part in holding space in the consultation. You know, they probably mm -hmm. feel mm -hmm. safe and they can trust you. And that's important too. I just love how every piece of you is a whole in what you do, you know, and maybe in the past, you may have felt a little lost, like, oh, what should I do? And then now here you are, and all the pieces are just shining. It was really interesting, because actually, I'm looking at my computer to see the year for 2021. <laughs> I know, it's hard to get used to it. <laughs> it's so bizarre. So it's been actually almost five years since I opened my cons consulting practice. Um, and when I first began, I was doing solely interior design consultations or from that perspective. I mean, in, in many ways, I'm still doing the exact same thing, but from a different angle with different information, yes. um, different experience for sure. But just with that different intention. Um, and what I found the difference between having a practice with interior design and, and stating it's an interior design consultation versus now focusing on feng shui consultations is this attracting a whole different type of client. Um, we're looking at ones that are very much aware of energy, um, may consider themselves an empath themselves and highly sensitive. Um, I do resonate with the, the term of a highly sensitive person when you were in interior design, and I'm asking kind of for my own reasons as well, because I'm wondering if it's a sense of worth that brings the clients in. Because with, I remember when I was doing a little design work and home staging work, I was very young. I was in my early 20s. I knew I was gifted, but, and I had some, you know, certifications under my belt and things, but I had a hard time charging my worth there was this guy I was working for. He was a home seller flipper type person. Mm. And uh, every house that I would stage would sell like boom, boom, boom. But I was charging next to nothing. And I was lugging all the furniture and doing all the things and really mm -hmm. overgiving like big time. Yeah. I remember it was hard to find work, even though I knew just how valuable it was. And I'm wondering did you have that same struggle? Well, when I look at my prices <laughs> compared to when I first began, it's completely different. Yeah. Um, clients now are walking away with much more value. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's probably what's really drove the increase in price. I um, but it's also given me like the platform to also level up and step up and um, be more efficient in what I do and provide the most value that I possibly can. Yes. Um, I found the difference between interior design and feng shui um, and providing those different services was has to do a lot with my approach and I didn't really align with the interior design approach to things. Um, I love the design elements and attributes and the whole process that I was able to learn. Um, really wonderful at creating these spaces and looking at it from a very practical framework. However, I felt like it was lacking um, depth and yeah. I'm very much someone who seeks meaning and purpose in life. And when I commit to anything, anything that I do, I fully commit and jump right in. And so when I'm working with clients, I mean, creating beautiful spaces is wonderful. And I think anyone can do that. I think to create a space that's truly unique to the client and takes them where they want to go, 
I think a lot of times the inspiration, a big part of that comes from them playing a major role in the whole process, rather than me saying, I think this would look pretty here and here, which it has its purpose for sure. Um, but providing a little more, more uh, meaning and purpose behind each of those decisions uh, was really important to myself and aligning certain rooms with uh, intention and with that purpose behind it to me felt more aligned, aligned to who I am. <laughs> Going back to my own astrology and, and birth chart, it, it fits right in. <laughs> I was going to say during the whole transition from interior design to um, feng shui, which is more energy based, <laughs> I was going through my own self discovery. And that's, I had a little chuckle because uh, that's when I actually had my birth chart reading done. Um, ah. Yeah. And it's been really interesting. The more that I learn about myself through, um, you know, astrology, uh, different healing modalities, the more I, I, it's almost like a confirmation of who I thought I already was. And mm -hmm. I feel like this this beautiful coming home feeling and, and roundabout feeling that you get that I absolutely love. And so even jumping off of that point, um, oftentimes I'm working with clients and they say, oh, I did this in my room, but I'm not really sure why. Um, and I said, oh, well, you did it because of this, this, and this, or, or I elaborate on, you know, the benefits they've just given themselves and they think, oh, I guess I do know feng shui. And I'm thinking, absolutely. It is very much of an intuitive process. And that is where I felt interior design was a bit lacking, was that explanation, that further... Um, clarification on how a space can best support you. <laughs> I could not agree more. I really couldn't. So I hope you are enjoying this session. I'm just going to take a little break and head over to Jessica's Feng Shui Instagram page, Jess Neary Feng Shui, Jess Neary dot Feng Shui, I should say. And suddenly, you know, it's time to start something new and trust the magic of new beginnings. Meister Eckhart. That was a New Year's post from Jess. Abundance flows to me from expected and unexpected sources. I love that. Tis the season for comfort and joy. I hope everybody had a nice, comforting, joyful holiday season. When we raise our own vibration, the world shines a little brighter and gets a little lighter too. And I think this one really sums up feng shui and the intention of what you're doing in your space. This simple question, does this align with me and the future that I am creating? Speaking of quotes, what's your favorite quote, Jess? I definitely have a favorite. That's, um, <laughs> I was going to say, there's so many, there's so many beautiful quotes. Oh, I know. It's like asking your favorite song, which I will be doing as well. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to choose like the favorite but just something off the top of your mind that you're feeling right now you know something you're really feeling the quote that really resonates with me and continues to resonate with me is when a flower doesn't bloom you fix the environment in which it grows not the flower mm -hmm. and that is written by alexander den Hyger. i believe it's a danish name so it's hard to pronounce <laughs> but it's so true it's so true and it so brings you back to what you do as well absolutely and and I mentioned at the beginning I'm, I'm 
very much an avid gardener indoors and outdoors and I often look at plant symbology um, plant language as a way of understanding ourselves and what we may need ourselves and often it may just be repositioning into some light it could be a little watering <laughs> and feeding with beautiful foods and uh, so I find there's lots of beautiful lessons that we can have when we look at nature and, and plant life so when I heard that quote it just lit up it lit me up so quickly and, and continues to because I really feel like we are all whole, we are all beautiful, we are all exactly where we are, perfect as we are. Um, and I think that if we're sensing any sort of stress, any source of disease, um, we can begin looking at shifting our environment because I can tell you with 100% certainty that there's something then in your environment that can be shifted um, and step into a whole new potential a whole new perspective possibly it could be just repositioning into the light like I mentioned and and allowing your energy to be watered with the beautiful vibrations of the the space and what's there our space holds so much so much influence so much energy and we spoke even a little earlier and you had mentioned about um, including items that we really love in our space and align with. And that is a huge part of that um, as well, because it can be very possible that we may have something in our environment that's not aligned or jiving with where we wanna go or how we best wanna feel. And again, recognizing and having that realization of what that could possibly be really sparks and is a strong catalyst for then shifting energy and choosing how you want to proceed with the particular item. And I have a really great example for that. And although it's not a decor item, um, I feel like it speaks really true. Actually, I do have an example that is a decor item that is probably going to shine a little bit more clarity and light on that. And that's looking at and then this really speaks true to anyone who works in an office um, you can be self-employed you could be in an office environment outside your home in either case and choosing to have items around you that light you up is so important so important for how you show up so important for the content that you create and connecting with your soul clients, um, those who really align with your message and will gain the most value from, from what you have to share with the world. A big part of that is looking at what you surround yourself with. And I just made this giant realization uh, in December when I was beginning to wind down from 2020, um, look ahead at 2021, where I wanted to go with with just Neri Feng Shui, myself, my own personal energy and where I wanted, what energy I wanted to step into next. And um, I looked at my office stationary supplies and it is such like a unglamorous side of things, but I was using a stapler that would only staple like five pages together <laughs> before it kinked up. I was using a hole puncher that only would hold, would only punch two holes, not three. And I looked at it and I thought, why am I working with these tools that are not working optimally and it's not supporting my own personal energy. It's causing some frustration actually when I set up events. In the past, it was more in-person events with the physical material. So I made a conscious decision um, because when I went shopping, it was, well, now I have a huge assortment and selection of items to choose from. And what I made the decision on that was very clear was that I was not going to settle on just any stapler or hole puncher. These are going to be items that I was going to be including in my home office. And this is going to be very important. So I wasn't looking at, you know, the, the dollar amount, which is what I would normally or in the past I would. This is irrelevant <laughs> sort of <laughs> irrelevant so did you buy a pop and stapler did you <laughs> oh 
I bought a gold plated hole puncher. <laughs> oh my God. Gold plated. And I have a burgundy uh, stapler now. And oh. I never thought that that either of those existed <laughs> until I made that decision that I was not going to bring anything into my space that didn't serve me or inspire me. And one thing that I'm becoming much more conscious of, certainly during this time of year in winter where our Canadian winters tend to um, produce lots of beautiful snow, <laughs> white snow, <laughs> but we don't have much color outside apart from that, um, especially once the holidays are over. So including more color in my space has been something I've intentionally been doing. So rather than getting the, the standard black stapler and hole puncher, I thought I'm going to choose colors that really align and resonate with myself and are my favorite colors. And so red is abundance too, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah. Yes. It is a fire re the representative of the fire element, which is all about, oh, energy, sparking that energy and vibrancy and outward recognition and just, yeah, putting work out rather than blue and calm and yeah, mm -hmm. staple. And I used the stapler today just to test it with, you know, like 10, 15 pages and it was perfect. I thought, yes, <laughs> this <Yeah>. is awesome. <laughs> and, but I so hear what you're saying there. You're elevating every area, elevating. Yes. And then those items you're not going to want to replace you want to take care of those because mm -hmm. they're hand selected exactly for the purpose. Absolutely. And I know that every time I use my stapler, it's got that yes feeling yeah. to it. And it's the energy behind that is something that, again, transcends the physical and um, <laughs> very much feel like we can apply that same logic to anything and everything in our life. Do you ever work in Asana, the platform Asana? They have no, the check system. Every time you accomplish something, it has like a big wahoo, like a check. Love I feel like the stapler <laughs> is a similar like, yes. <laughs> so gratifying. <laughs> so let's think of our listeners. I really appreciate everything you've shared right now. And I feel that there's so much value already. If you're willing, I would love to tackle an issue that a listener may have, especially in these times of quarantine, maybe people are feeling lonely, or maybe they're feeling that their home is just frustrating them. Would you be willing to share, maybe we could do a little room tip or mm. an attraction tip or just anything that we could really drive mm -hmm. some value home to those listeners. And what I really feel called to do is focus on the master bedroom. I love it. Yeah. We actually talked about this last time and I loved it. So I'm so glad you're choosing this. It is one of those spaces that I feel often can be neglected. And I say that <laughs> <laughs> with <laughs> with friends, uh, with an asterisk, um, more so because um, other spaces in our home often demand our attention. Um, and that's often because we're sharing, you know, our kitchen space, perhaps with our family, or if we have dinner um, with friends and they come over, I mean, we want to ensure that our kitchen's set up really beautifully, of course. But our master bedroom is the one in the back. It's really intimate. It's closed off. It's private. Um, our master bedroom also links and aligns very much to our, our personal well-being, our personal energy, our self-love, and our connection that we feel towards ourselves, which then gets reflected in all our other relationships. So it's a very important space when we're looking at connection and I love looking here because it's actually one of the three most influential spaces in our home. Mm -hmm. The other two being the kitchen and the other being uh, the front entryway. Our master bedroom, though, I feel when we make shifts and changes here, it's creating some very strong ripple <laughs> ripples because we spend majority of our time in this one area. 
Mm -hmm. And whether we're awake or we're asleep, um, eight, I mean, anywhere from six to 10 hours of our days are spent in this one space. So when we make these changes, it's gonna have a large impact. Often too, in winter time, it's darker outside, we're cozying up, maybe we're going to bed a little bit earlier. Uh, so I think right now is the perfect time to talk about that. And what I would invite our listeners to do is to imagine their master bedroom, their bedroom, right now and while we're imagining and thinking of our master bedroom think of how you feel in this space at this time you may have little thoughts coming and thinking oh i've got a pile of clothes there and oh (laughs) i need to go through my wardrobe and oh i've got some i don't know or oh i'm not you know sleeping the best and my room is definitely a reflection of that Um, Those are beautiful, beautiful realizations, whatever is coming to mind. Maybe it's the opposite. I can't wait to snuggle in my cozy duvet and cozy Mm -hmm. pillows. I could just imagine your bed (laughs) how cozy it probably is decorated. I love it. (laughs) I hope to have you over someday. You can have my house tour, but yes. (laughs) I just listening to your previous podcast episodes, I feel like I'd walk in and just immediately feel transported to spa (laughs) thank you it's it's definitely my thing like I was actually reflecting the other day I'm like even when I was a baby my blanket was silk (laughs) (laughs) I've always loved that comfort the master bedroom so it is one of the most um I would say neglected spaces just because it's not out front and center to to guests and even other family members um but also working with families and parents oftentimes their master bedroom isn't um the sanctuary that they were hoping for or wanting um and that's often because you know we've got your children in there um coming in at night there could be all sorts of other distractions taking place so what i really invite um our viewers or our listeners to do at this moment is again thinking of your master bedroom, um, how you would wish to feel in this space. Um, And we could even look at it from the perspective of how is my connection with myself? Am I honoring myself? Am I taking time for self-care? However that may look to yourself. Do I feel connected to my partner or my spouse? Am I actively engaged in creating healthy, harmonious relationships? These are beautiful questions to really help guide you in your own master bedroom. Now, if you've answered any of these questions with there's some change that needs to take place, um, there's some things that we can do first place I would look at looking at um, what is no longer serving you in this space and removing it (laughs) physically from your space. So if there's a piece of furniture that you don't use, such as a chair that's off in the corner that ends up just being the dumping ground, for example, for clothes at the end of the day, um, which is very, very popular, um, maybe removing that chair would change (laughs) the habits for sure. Um, really want to create the space in here. And, and by doing the decluttering and removing items that are no longer serving you, which also includes clothing in your wardrobe, your dressers, could include items in your nightstand table. It could also include items stored under your bed. That's often the um, overlooked area. By removing these items from the space, you're creating whole you're you're emptying not emptying you're you're creating an opening in the space for shifts to to occur and then you know really looking at what gives you those feelings of coziness of love and connection often these are going to be items that 
really resonate to you. And it doesn't have to have any sort of logical meaning to it either. Um, personally, I really resonate strongly with mandalas. So we have, and my, and my husband as well. So we have a mandala decal in our master bedroom. And for myself, that is a reminder of um, our soul connection uh, but also going like journeying inward for myself and connecting to my own inner self and and honoring that in within our space it's a very prominent feature in our room um, but then even beyond that looking at colors that you resonate with um, looking at the textile so the feel the cushions of your blankets plays a huge part in how you will sink into your bed at the end of the evening. And those are all steps that are gonna really create some massive shifts for your bedroom. Um, and even if you want to create these shifts and, and have a little follow-up afterwards and start asking yourselves the same question of, am I honoring myself? Am I connecting with myself? Am I showing up and um, investing my time and energy or your time and energy into healthy harmonious relationships and so forth to really gauge um, the change and how it's shifted the energy for yourself but a lot of times it's going that taking that inward journey to to recognize the shifts and to acknowledge the tremendous change that um, is taking place little by little and celebrating those little wins um, really help to move forward and continue in a really healthy momentum. You are so full of heart. <laughs> it's so beautiful hearing you speak. You're so connected to a really good place. Thank you. Mm, thank you. I want to elaborate a little bit more on the bedroom. Two instances for the single people who mm -hmm. want to attract someone in. And then for the people who are in couples in a couple mm -hmm. who want to uh, just make the bedroom feel like it's one, not just like hers or his, like more of a, a unit. For the individual who is seeking their soulmate, they're looking for their partner. They're ready, yes. ready to call in love. Um, looking at your master bedroom or your bedroom is exactly where you want to look and it's important when you're in this space because you're going to kind of look at the space from a fresh set of eyes and I want to ask you this question that you can ask yourself is my space inviting or attracting my soulmate partner and it's a very simple, it could be a very deep, actually a very complicated answer um, or question to answer. However, um, what I'm looking for when I ask that and when I say that or some things that you can look for, I guess, would be um, in your master bedroom, are, is there imagery of a single person? You know, oftentimes there's imagery out there that you can find very easily that shows um, one woman walking down the you know, along the, the beach at a sunset. Mm -hmm. And that's wonderful, but that's going to be calling in a whole other type of energy. And it may actually be repelling <laughs> a partner coming into your life. Um, another tip that is wonderful for this is actually cre like literally creating space for your partner to come into your life. And that can literally mean having an empty drawer in your dresser, um, having space in your wardrobe or your closet for another person. So you're creating the space for another to come into your life. Um, and another, another really important thing, and this kind of segues into the advice for those in long-term partnerships and commitments um, with a spouse or in any partnership, but looking at the nightstand tables, and this is something that I notice happening quite a bit in client homes is that nightstands are either mismatched or one, or there's only one even. And really that's sending a very, very strong, very powerful message. Um, and looking at 
from the perspective of being already in a committed partnership and in relationship, um, ensuring that the nightstands are of equal weight. They don't have to be exactly the same, but so they're sitting at the same height, perhaps they're about the same um, shape and size. That would be perfectly fine, but ensuring that they're both balancing the bed is going to be really important in creating that balance and symmetry in the, in the relationship as well. Often you'll find reflected in the environment where um, perhaps in a situation where the relationship may be a little bit more one-sided, no judgment, it's totally cool. <laughs> it, is, it happens, it happens. Um, by ensuring that we have the two nightstands of equal size and, and weight, um, and dimensions, we're going to be sending out a very clear message that both partners are equal and are coming together um, in an equal fashion, that both interests and priorities um, and ins ensuring that the well-being and the needs of both are being met as well. I love that. And to even continue that even a little bit further is looking at um, what's reflected in your space and looking at um, doubles. And so when we have pairs, pair of items in a space, then we're able to see the balance and have the symmetry in the physical world. And this could be done with Again, of course, nightstands on either side. You can look at having a lamp on either side of the bed also. Um, this is also looking at the pillows on the bed, whether you have three or five versus four, maybe six, keeping it within the even numbers, even two would totally suffice, but ensuring that it's of the even number. Um, and then you can certainly include artwork that is reflecting love and what love looks like to you so i mean it certainly could be a heart if you know an abstract heart if you want to be very literal or it could literally be you know two lovebirds on a branch or two birds in general on a branch in a tree and that be the like a very simple piece of art um, there's lots of ways that it can be reflected but certainly looking at imagery looking at whether the space has pairs being reflected in the decor <laughs> and imagery is really nice as well. Um, it's gonna be really important at creating that harmonious balanced relationship and ensuring that both partners needs are being met, which, which is important. It is, and it all makes sense. It is all energy, but it also is logic, you know? It is. It's just, it is. of course it works. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so much science that goes in behind mm -hmm. each one of these tips and tricks too. And in the feng shui practice, which I find really kind of humorous in the sense that, um, but at the same time, it makes total sense that we need both the right and left sides of our brain to be satisfied. And I've done the research because I come from a very analytical logical background yeah. and when I had my own what I call spiritual awakening that's when I started to really step into my feminine and that's also when I became a mother and <laughs> lots of things changed in my life at that time girl I could just talk to you all night mm -hmm. uh just before you go a few rapid fire questions mm -hmm. first question for you whatever comes to mind what is your favorite song mm. of the moment? There's this beautiful song that I know I've heard before, um, but it was really actually today that my husband actually messaged me it um, mm. from YouTube. So I now know the song name and, and where to find it. And I've been listening to it on repeat. It's truly wonderful. The the beat and the acoustics in this song are beautiful, but the words that accompany it are so powerful and I feel like are so timely and perfect for where we're at right now and where we're heading with 2021. Oh my gosh, um, you're getting me excited. Ooh, yes. The artist is Sampa the Great, and that's S-A-M-P-A, 
the grape and the song is called energy okay my next question since that was so good where do you go when you need to recharge where do you go what do you do when i i i mean certainly every day i have certain practices that i keep that keep my energy up and and renewed um when I am just depleted or need somewhere to go to clear my head, I go outside. <laughs> and often, um, and this is something that actually my entire family does, and we've been doing this now periodically on a very regular basis. If a week or two has gone by and that we haven't been out on our nature walk, um, we're out, we're out we're fairly quick. Um, but that's going for nature walks. And I feel truly blessed to be living in New Brunswick, Canada, because we are surrounded by this abundance of nature. And Mm -hmm. what I really loved about the summer and how we were, you know, really limited to where we could go within our community, uh, we found so many beautiful hiking trails and it's just, it's so exciting. It's so exciting to discover a new walking trail and, and um, to be able to do that, to disconnect from the internet, from Wi-Fi, from social media, and to really just connect more inward and with each other. And I find by the time we're leaving the woods, we're all, we all have a smile on our face. We're laughing and and having a great time. It's always been a really great place to refresh and recharge. I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. What are you most proud of? First thing that comes to mind. Don't overthink it. (laughs) The first thing that comes to mind is um, making the decision uh, to follow my heart and to make decisions that truly align with me. And I'm very proud of myself for making that decision because, and the decision I'm thinking more, more, specifically about is um, in 2012, I had left a full-time permanent position that was a very safe, very reliable (laughs) career path and chose to step off that path for something totally unknown, but just felt so aligned and has called me or had been calling me for many years. And so taking that step in that journey with fear still, still there. It was a very scary time, but still doing it. And seeing now nine years later where that has taken me is truly phenomenal. And I'm very proud of myself for making that decision. I'm so happy for you. If you could rewind time and tell your younger self, your more, I guess, not as confident self one thing, what would it be? You're exactly where you need to be. Mm-hmm. That's something that I continue to, I remind myself of, and maybe less so now as I kind of start to more embody it, <laughs> it's yeah. less of a reminder, but um, recognizing that even in moments of despair and feeling of hopelessness, because I have been there, I've been in some very dark moments in my life. And it's through those moments that I've really been able to come out of it and, and see the positive to those experiences and really honor them for what they are. But recognizing that even if you're not in 100% alignment to where you think you should be, you're exactly where you're meant to be. There's some lessons there, there to, are. to really gain and get insight for and, and take with you so that when it comes all back around. You can choose differently. You can make a make a choice and make a decision that aligns with you. Well said. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing your truth and for showing up with such a big open heart. I really love you, girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, before you go, I just want you. I want to give the stage to you to pump yourself up. Mm-hmm. Let people know how they can work with you, where they can find you, all of that. Yeah. I can be found pretty well anywhere and I've set it up easily so we can, you can find me easily. <laughs> Jess Neary Feng Shui. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. 
You can find me also or more information about my consultation services and any upcoming workshops at justnearyfengshui.com. And really, that's the, those are the best places that you're going to find up-to-date information. And I love social media for sharing because feng shui is infused in my life. This is, this is no longer just, <laughs> this is what I do. This is what I preach. This is what I live. This is, this is our life. And so I'm often sharing tips or, or what's going on in our own lives, home projects. I love DIYs. Um, so I'd love for you to connect with me there and stay inspired and motivated on your journey. Well, thank you so much, girl. Thank you so much. It truly has been an absolute pleasure to share this space with you. If you enjoyed this session, please share it with someone who needs it or leave me a review on whatever platform you're listening. And if you feel the pull to work with me a little deeper, you can find my offerings at thegoddessgatherings.ca. Talk to you soon.